Welcome to Troubleshooting Agile, a regular problem-solving session for Agile teams. I'm Squirrel, and together with my friend Jeffrey here, we explore common problems Agile teams face, such as slow delivery, tension with the business, or just building the wrong thing. We apply a wide variety of techniques with a special focus on human factors to provide practical, immediately useful advice for getting back on track. Right. Hi, Jeffrey. So uh, what are we talking about today? All right, Scroll. Well, I think what we're going to get into today is I think one of the core reasons behind the podcast, which is so many times people have the experience of, say, adopting Agile, uh, trying it out, but then they say things aren't working. And we visit them. Uh, we, we go look at what they're doing. And what we can see is there's a great attention to some of the Agile practices, uh, and yet they're still not getting the results. And our view is that there's principles that people should be have in mind. And if they don't have them, they're not going to really have an accurate guide to what they're doing, that these principles act as a, as a form of feedback so they know in the right direction. And I know you have a great case of this uh, that you encountered not too long ago that I was hoping you could share with us. Absolutely. So uh, I got called in to do uh, due diligence on a um, startup that was in trouble and I had kind of conflicting reports about what was not working. So I said, look, I'll go spend a day there and I'll give you a report on, on what's working and not working. And I came in and they had had an agile coach work with them uh, a few months before. And as a result of that person's work, the uh, I'd have to describe their practices as immaculate. For example, I've got this picture of their Kanban board uh, here. And I've never seen, I don't know if you've ever seen this, Jeffrey, pre-printed cards with separate sections for each category of information about the card. Uh, have you ever seen that before? Uh, it's a, I, something I've heard about, but I've never witnessed myself. I saw it in the flesh, and yeah, I'd, I'd heard about it before as well. But they they had these they have these preprinted cards, and there are different sections. And I'm not sure I can make out from my picture what each section is. But they're they're for things like uh, what are the acceptance criteria for this item? Uh, who is the persona for the person who's going to be using this particular feature? Who will be the tester for this feature? And on and on. Just is uh, amazing. There's there there are pictures of which person is working on it, and then there's these fantastic columns. Uh, for code review and design and code and uh, so on. And the cards were clearly moving across the board very efficiently, and um, I, I just couldn't see anything wrong. It all sounds and great. It, it does, and uh, they described this beautiful process. And so then I went and talked to some of the people who were in the business, um, who were the ones who were shouting that they needed some due diligence because something was not working. And uh, they described to me that their biggest business problem was uh, operational cost, and the, the, the operations person said, uh, I, I have this beautiful list and it had 27 different rows. And on each one, there was a carefully argued analysis for why this particular change would result in increased operational efficiency. And in fact, they were hiring temporary people to do this work. So there was an immediate concrete cost. It wasn't like a, a salaried person would do a little bit less work. It was a person who was getting paid by the, by the minute would do this much, this many fewer minutes. So it was immediately realizable value. value. And I said, this is amazing. All we have to do is plug in this spreadsheet to what's on the board and everything should be working. What's going wrong? He said, well, all of these things are already done. 
I said, why do you have the list? <laughs> couldn't work out what on earth was going on. And he, he said, well, actually, all these things are done in version two. And version two isn't finished yet. And I said, oh, well, how long have you been working on version two? Turns out they'd been working on version two for two years. <laughs> and they still hadn't finished version two. And version one had been in code trees for a year. So what was missing from this beautiful Kanban board was a measurement of delivered user value. That was the one thing that was missing from all these beautifully laid out cards was the value that someone is going to get is this many minutes of reduced temporary payments, temporary person's time paid for, and they got it on Thursday or they're going to get it on Friday. There's no notion of delivery was completion in version two, which wasn't live. Right. Yes. And I, it's such a common problem, I, I think, uh, that, that you describe. And it's a lovely story because it encapsulates so many different things that we can see that go wrong. And uh, one is to, to have this sort of uh, beautiful process, except for missing this, the, the whole question, like, and, you know, can our users actually use it? Uh, I, I know I had a very similar experience where uh, the, the solution that we ended up putting in place was to extend the Kanban board by one column and add that uh, in production, so that we, we we you know couldn't claim uh, victory uh, simply by having things that would work in test. It, it, until it was working in production, it wasn't done. I think it actually went so far as to add first customer use, so uh, uh, it, it wasn't valuable until it was being used. But you know the thing is, I think what's interesting to me is how we end up in this situation where. We, we have, uh, exp- it sounds like they had a very experienced coach who, who knew what should be in a Kanban board. He knew the process that they were describing and they were doing it well. And yet uh, we, were, we were getting outcomes that, that weren't uh, meeting what the business needs. And I, I think it's, it's uh, sort of fascinating how we can end up in a situation where we've uh, adopted Agile to get better business outcomes and, uh, and then have all the practices and yet not the outcomes. And I think that's, uh, then what what I think we'll be talking about for the next few episodes here of uh, the Troubleshooting Agile podcast is the use of principles in that were behind the Agile Manifesto as guidance, uh, as, a, as a checkpoint to make sure you're doing, actually getting the outcomes you care about and using that uh, as your measure of success as opposed to, do you have a beautiful looking Kanban board? Absolutely. And uh, co- conveniently, we'll, we'll put it in the in the description, but uh, there's a piece of the Agile Manifesto website that people don't o- visit too often, which describes those principles. Yes, absolutely. And so the, the, the 12 Agile principles. And and I, I've got to say, this is something that I also, uh, it's not something I'm just finger pointing here. I, I've, I know that I've personally uh, fallen into the same trap before. Uh, I recently came across a, a blog post I'd written in 2008 where I said I was searching for the Agile core. And uh, what I listed were six practices. And I was basically saying, here are the practices that I think that you need to have for your Agile project to be successful. And I, and I think, by and large, they are good practices. But uh, I, I, I do think I was uh, committing the same error, which is to say, if you have these practices, you'll get the outcomes. And uh, as we've seen the, the case you just talked about, those two things don't always go together. So I think if we were, if I reflect our, our conversation before this podcast, we're, we're planning to go through some or all of those practices and uh, have a look at how 
people might evaluate themselves against those principles, how you might detect that you're, you're not following them or that they're not working for you, and uh, what you might do about them. For example, we've just done that here by describing a case where somebody didn't have a delivery column on the Kanban board, and you had this nice description of uh, what you could add in order to follow that principle more successfully of delivery to customers. Yes, that's right. And so this idea of uh, looking at the kind of pitfalls that people have and how they might uh, adapt their practices, because it's not the case that the practices are wrong. It's just uh, very often that people are lacking the guidance they need to uh, apply them successfully. And I think that's what what I uh, what we hope to to bring out in this conversations. Um, I think what, one thing for me that's interesting about this is we we're talking a bit before the podcast about how we end up in the situation. And I mentioned a, a blog post by Chris Matz uh, on the uh, community of uh, needs versus communities of practice. And I think that's something you're familiar with, Chris. Yeah, I've known him for a long time. Um, but uh, this, this, uh, uh, this distinction is something then where he described sort of what what happened in the community of people um, who were the agile community over time. How did it change from, say, the early 2000s into the late 2000s? And it's really the, the change of people who were showing up. And uh, I think you probably would have met Chris maybe at the old uh, XTC or something like that. Extreme Tuesday Club, indeed. Yes. A, a, a hotbed of agile uh, discussion here in London. And I think that was exactly the uh, the community of needs he was he was describing in his blog post. And he described it as a bunch of people who were uh, already aware of some things like the agile principles and were then trying to find ways to make uh, agile work in practice. So they, they were starting from... Uh, from the principles and then, and then looking for the techniques. Uh, and and uh, they had those principles sort of, um, because they already uh, knew about them, they didn't feel as much need to actually articulate them. The, the, the challenge comes as, as Agile has now gone out to a much broader community. Uh, we have people who are adopting the practices, but it maybe never been made, uh, it's never been made clear the, the, the principles behind them. And uh, and therefore it's a, it's a natural uh, uh, hole that people stumble into here. Makes lots of sense. So maybe uh, our listeners could do some homework for next time and uh, have a quick read of uh, Chris's blog post, which we'll link, and uh, the Agile Principles, uh, which you'll find on the Manifesto website. We'll link to that as well. Yes, and I think in the, as, a, as a starting point, if people want to uh, do some self-assessment, you might just start with the Agile Principles and just uh, rate yourselves on all 12 of, uh, 12 of those uh, and say, you know, how is my team or my company uh, doing on these from low to high? And uh, that might be a good starting point. And then we can pick that up in more detail about what it means for each one. If you're, if you're low in a particular one, how you might look to address that. And we'd love to get your examples. Uh, just have a look on troubleshootingagile.com and you'll see a, a place to uh, submit those uh, examples or questions, uh, topics. Uh, we'd love to pick up real world examples, if you have any, uh, in the next few episodes. Yep. And uh, we'll be sharing ones that we hear from our listeners. And I've already collected some. I've asked people for symptoms that you you, you might uh, observe that things are going wrong. And I think those will, will, will fit in nicely. We can compare those to the, to the principles as well. Excellent. So uh, have a look on troubleshootingagile.com for all the links and uh, submitting your, your questions and comments. Uh, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the episodes where we, we look at these principles. And uh, looking forward to, to talking those through with you uh, in the next few weeks, Jeffrey. Yep. Looking forward to it. Thanks, everybody.